Welcome back to Gospel Adorned. I'm Brianna. And I'm Gabriella. And we are in our second Modesty episode. So Modesty Part 2. And our last episode, we shared what modesty is and what it isn't and some scripture that uh, shows us why we should live a modest life and Mm -hmm. what God wants for us. Uh, So on this episode... We're going to dive into modesty in regards to the way that we dress and then also in our speech and our behavior. We're going to share how we've grown mm-hmm. in, the, in our modesty yeah. and also how you can grow and share with others. And if anybody you know is living immodestly, you can help bring them closer to Christ mm-hmm. in that aspect. On the last episode, we did mention that modesty isn't just all of these rules Mm -hmm. that are set in stone, and that's kind of how Mm -hmm. everybody looks at it. Like, when you hear the topic modesty, people just roll their eyes and groan, and they're like, ugh, whatever. Um, So, And we know that that's not what it is. So in God, in in regards to the way that we dress, Mm -hmm. when he talks about dressing modestly, he's not commanding us to cover up every single inch of who we are and how he made us. But he's just showing us how to decrease so that he can increase in our lives Mm -hmm. and we can glorify him. So we're not going to give you rules on you need to wear this. Your shorts need to be this length. (laughs) And like you have to wear this type of stuff because that's not what it is. And that can get like legalistic. Yeah, it can get legalistic really quickly. And so... Don't feel overwhelmed and like you have to go change your entire wardrobe Mm -hmm. to live a more modest life. Um, There's more practical ways to do this. So, and our, our world and our culture is all about pleasing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is in relation to how we dress. We dress to feel good about ourselves and, uh, so that people can look at us and see us and, oh, she looks so good today. Like, uh-huh. look at her. Look at the way she dresses and uh-huh. whatever it may be. Say you're going out with your girlfriends and you wear a low-cut top because you want to get into the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to, you know, attract a guy that you're going to see on a date mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And God, he knew that we would need this reminder that beauty doesn't come from that. It doesn't come from the way that you look. Mm-hmm. It comes from him, not from our clothes. So modesty wasn't designed to frustrate us, but it was designed yeah. to help keep our lives focused on him mm-hmm. and glorify him with our bodies. Yeah. Um, so modesty can, take it, can easily be taken to extremes both ways and... People can say that unless women cover every inch of their skin, Mm -hmm. then men will lust and women will compare. And then others take it to the other extreme, saying that modesty is old-fashioned and it suppresses women's rights Mm -hmm. and all that. But And then they disregard, you know, modest dress, which isn't good either. (laughs) Right, and they completely just, yeah, Mm -hmm. disregard the whole thing in general and wear whatever they want. And, but the problem with both of these Mm -hmm. is that they take us away from the true outcome and blessing of modesty, which is the freedom and the protection Mm. uh, from the world. Right. Yeah. And it's just distracting from the whole purpose of why we Mm -hmm. live a modest life and we dress modestly. Yeah. So. To be set apart and to glorify God. Yeah. Is the purpose. Yeah. And so without God's protection and freedom, we tend to dress hoping for the label of sexy or gorgeous or beautiful. And our hearts are just longing to be loved and sought sought after. Mm -hmm. Uh, And no worldly label has the power to change our hearts or completely fulfill us and give us that confidence that God can give us because right. all of that comes from him. Right. 
Yeah, so we're seeking to fill that void in all the wrong places. Right. And um, we need to be seeking to please God in how we dress and how we present ourselves. Um, So we're going to dive into some scripture. Um, One of them, and again, this is a a protection, like you mentioned, um, to protect us from sin and from causing others to sin. So in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5, it says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So it's about abstaining from what the world is doing and um stop taking the cues from the, you know, the recent trends. And um, I just think about the younger generation and just how sad it is that the TikTok and other influencers, you know, and they just, it just seems to keep getting more and more immodest um, as time goes on. Um, But modesty can be beautiful. Modesty can be gorgeous. Um, and we're not looking for sexy, so <laughs> I can't include I can't include that. But yeah, well, the whole purpose, like mm-hmm. when you want to be sexy, that should be for your husband. Exactly. Like you should be dressed. There's nothing wrong in the proper context, right? There's nothing wrong in, with mm-hmm. wearing sexy lingerie for your husband in or, the privacy of your home. yeah, in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or wearing like a skimpier bikini when you're with your husband in a private Alone. pool or. <laughs> Whatever, when it's just you guys and he's the only one looking at you. Exactly, but not in the public place where you're going to the beach or to a hotel pool or hot tub. Yeah, and a big trend Mm -hmm. is like people will wear lingerie as their clothes. Like they'll wear like bralettes. Yeah, like a a bralette with like lace and And just basically see through it. Yeah, everything. (laughs) With uh, just like a pair of high-waisted jeans or whatever. And yeah. like, yeah, that's cute. But and the crop tops are back. You know, yeah. Like the belly shirts. And, <laughs> and it might be cute and you might think it looks cute, but it, it can cause others to stumble. And we'll talk about that. Right. And specifically, First Corinthians, I'm going to share from 1223. It talks about how we are to cover um, what some people might call old fashioned, but the private parts that we are to cover. And it says, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Um, I think in this passage, it was also talking about the different gifts and things like that. But here, I mean, it just talks about modesty. So we wanted to pull that out yeah, and um, just discuss that. So it's just... It's pretty plain there, our unpresentable parts, how they're treated with greater modesty to be covered. Um, Yeah, because they should be unpresentable, (laughs) not shown to everyone. And so also how God looks at the internal and it's not to be, we're not to show off externally. So 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4 Um, I love this one. A lot of people might recognize it. It says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And I just love that. Um... But I just wanted to point out, it's not saying that like braiding your hair or putting on jewelry is not acceptable in the Bible because that's not the point of this verse. The point of it is to show the hidden person of the heart and the spirit within um, that which is pleasing to God, uh, which is precious to God. I think in the context, the women used to do elaborate um, right. hair designs and elaborate jewelry. And a lot of it was just seeking attention. And so it's really like, yeah, you can wear jewelry, but what's the motive behind it? Is it to be flashy? Yeah. Or is it just to... 
Like, is your jewelry overpowering yeah. who you are as a person? And when people look at you, all they see yeah. is all of this fancy jewelry uh-huh. and this, like, crazy hair. Yeah. <laughs> and everything is done up, like, kind of more, yeah, like, like a mm-hmm. elaborate, like you said, yeah. more, like, costume style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, is it, like, what's the motive behind it? Do you want to be loud and stand out? in your appearance and that's what it's getting at or are you content with just presenting yourself with your character yeah internally and there's a lot of influencers that dress modestly mm-hmm. and when you get into like that side of yeah. instagram and tiktok <laughs> you'll find a that's bunch awesome. of women who are very fashionable mm-hmm. and they still dress modestly yeah and it's is fashionable in a different way because it's not right like they're covering the parts that need to be covered uh-huh. and they're not wearing this crazy designer clothing yeah. but it's still really cute and practical mm-hmm. for the everyday woman yeah and it looks really it's nice yeah and even trendy in a way yeah, yeah. and if you're into fashion and you know you you want like you are into like designers and yeah you want to design your own clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. you can still do that right. in a modest way. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like black and white. Like you can't be into clothes at all. You right. can't be into, you know, makeup at all. We're not saying that. We're just yeah. saying what is the motive behind it. Right. And making sure your heart is in the right place too before God. So, right. And yeah. then, like we said before, it goes into also causing others to stumble like right are you going out and guys are always looking at you and Mm -hmm. because your boobs are out or Mm -hmm. your butt cheeks are out Mm -hmm. or your stomach's always showing and you know we're not if other people sin Mm -hmm. we are and we cause them to sin like you're responsible for that right and you're going to be held accountable for that, for going out and right. purposely showing off. And that also goes with the, the photos that you post mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. And we mentioned the verse, Matthew five twenty eight, where Jesus teaches them that he raises the bar and the standard of sin, saying even looking at a woman with lust is committing adultery, yeah. adultery in the heart. And just how serious that is. And men are wired to be more visual, you know, people um, to be attracted visually and things like that. So we don't want to cause someone to sin if we're, obviously if we're married, but even if we're single, um, because we don't know who's watching and your motives, you know, before God should be pure, you should be helping a brother not to sin in that way, especially if you're single. Right. Um, And there's another verse. I think it's in Mark nine. It's about not causing others to sin. I forget to stumble. Yeah. To stumble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think he compares it to drinking. No, it's not causing it's like you shouldn't cause these children to sin oh it's if anyone caused one one of my little yeah children to sin it would be better off if hanging a millstone around your neck neck and thrown into the the ocean bottom of the sea (laughs) yeah 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 it's that serious that's a good point and you you never know who's struggling with that and Mm -hmm. if there are men out there who are new in their faith and they're really struggling with there. And this goes both ways. Yeah, for women. For men, too. Men need to dress modestly also. Right. And because women yeah. struggle with this just as much. We struggle with it just as much as men do. Right. And right. looking at men Even with lust. a shirtless guy running yeah. running and sweating and, you know, just wear a tank top. Like, how hard is that? Like, yeah. to just cover. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 And even for... Um, Christians who may struggle with same-sex attraction, we believe that that is not endorsed by Scripture, that it's a sin to indulge 
in a relationship of the same sex. But some people struggle and they fight against the flesh in that right. way. Like they lust, but they don't act upon it. Yeah. Um, but they live a life that is pleasing to God and they try to. And um, so we don't know who struggles with what. And right, exactly. We don't want to cause even that brother or sister to stumble. Yeah. And yeah, like we said, modesty, it's not the style of clothing, but it's your lifestyle also. Mm-hmm. And it's about living in such a way that all of our actions, including the way that we dress, point people to Jesus instead of ourselves. Right. When you walk into a room and you start talking to people, you want to be the light and you want them to see Jesus. You don't want them to see yeah. this woman dressed in these sexy clothes with yeah. her hair all mm-hmm. like, crazy and all this jewelry and you want them to see the inside of you yeah because that's what matters the most Mm -hmm. and I wish this was modeled for me whether by like a mentor or someone in my life but um, this struggle started for me in terms of clothing I want to say middle school yeah um, is when I noticed like if I wore a skirt all of a sudden, like walking down the hallways, I would see the guys and their eyes look down. And I just thought that was like the greatest thing. They're like checking me out. And it was, it's shameful now to talk about it. But, but me not knowing the word of God, not being a Christian, that was desirous of me like, oh, they're noticing me, I'm getting attention. And And then it got worse because I would just like push the limits and I would leave the house with my skirt at a certain length and my mom would, you know, roll her eyes or whatever. I would keep it like as long as possible. And then I would go to school and roll it up. Yeah. Make it higher. (laughs) It was. I used to do the same thing. So embarrassing because I remember a gym teacher, like a woman actually called me out on it and said, I just saw like your underwear as you walked by. (laughs) And it's like, oh my yeah. I remember just being young and being in high school and yeah. being so upset that there was a dress code. Yeah. Because we couldn't wear uh-huh. tank tops. We had to wear Sleep. sleeves. And we're like, oh, because guys are going to be attracted to our shoulders. <laughs> and you had to wear your shorts had to be at your fingertips. Mm. And I was just so upset. Yeah. But that's just so that. You know, the boys aren't distracted yeah, by you so, and they're focused on their school. And that's the so same true. thing here now that we're older. It's yeah. so that people aren't distracted by I your know. beauty yeah. or not your beauty, but like, yeah. yeah. But or they're lust after. lusting after you. Yeah. Yeah. But they can see God and mm-hmm. Jesus and you can set that example. And God is in, he's not against beauty mm-hmm. right. at all by any means. Right. He created us beautifully. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at everything in this world. Everything is so beautiful. He's not against that at all, uh-huh. but he's against sensuality. Right. And yeah. sensuality is the enjoyment or like the expression of physical pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Indulgence. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So the way you carry yourself you should be modest with discretion. Mm-hmm. You can be beautiful. Yeah. And you can be elegant. Right. But not mm-hmm. like extravagant and luxurious mm-hmm. and sensual and sexy. Right. Those are completely opposite. And I feel like as women, like we kind of feel that way anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would rather somebody tell, like my husband tell me, oh, you're so beautiful mm-hmm. than him just say, oh, you're so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it means more. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It means so much more. You don't want a guy to be attracted to you just because of the way that you look. Mm -hmm. And we know that everything that God tells us to do is for our own good. Right. So the women like first Peter says, they actually want a man to see the hidden person of the heart. Right. But they think that they need these skimpy clothing to get there, to find that man who's going to love them fully. And It's just the wrong way. It's not God's way. Yeah. And so I guess like for me, it was like I have a bigger chest. Mm -hmm. So it was always if I wore anything low cut, Mm -hmm. like 
I had cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> no matter, uh, even when I was young. Right. And bathing suits were always a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. I would wear, like, you know, I'd see all my friends wear, like, their little triangle bikinis. And then yeah. I throw on a triangle <laughs> bikini. And I can't do that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. all you see mm -hmm. is my chest. Yeah. So I've, since then, I wear one pieces. Uh -huh. Mostly. Yeah. Um, I'll still wear like a high-waisted bikini, mm -hmm. um, but all of my tops are like more of like the bandeau style. Yeah, yeah. And not like the low-cut style. Yeah. I call them family-friendly. <laughs> my family-friendly bathing yeah, suits. that's great. So when did that like conviction and change start for you? Like changing uh, the bathing suit or changing the, the Probably length? within the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like being posted in my bathing suit, like pictures. Yeah, yeah, right. So if I go on vacation with my family, I'm like, please don't take any pictures. Yeah. If you take pictures of me in my bathing suit, just don't post them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And my Instagram was full of like mm -hmm. when I would go on vacation and stuff, I'd take pictures and mm -hmm. that's all you'd see. Yeah. But so that was it for me. And I was never really into like the thong bikinis no. that I know are very popular. Me neither. I never. And those always made me feel uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> I used to try on bathing suits, and if it showed a little bit of side cheek, like I'd be like, no, I can't. I yeah. Can't. I need the full coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I don't. I don't wear like skirts or anything. Mm -hmm. But I do wear like I cover my chest because yeah. I feel like that's mainly what people are looking at when they look at me. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, but it's different for everybody. Yeah, for different body types, you have to have different, you know, ways of finding tr yeah. true modesty. I guess know your assets. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what's more like voluptuous on your body yeah. or what people are tend to look at. Exactly. And yeah, for me, that's what it is. So right. I always cover it up and I wear, like even sometimes I'll go to church and it's really hard sometimes if I have certain tops that have like a tiny bit of like a mm -hmm. a v and if i like lean a certain way yeah and somebody's standing above me i know then you can see down my top so yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard it is but sometimes. <laughs> yeah i just try to think be cognizant about it and yeah 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 i've definitely changed the way i've looked at my closet and i think it started when my husband and i were dating seriously and i didn't want to cause him to stumble yeah. And I was really being more and more convicted about my dress in general. So unfortunately, it wasn't like right away when I became a Christian, but it took a couple years. Yeah, same. But praise the Lord that he convicted me by his Holy Spirit and just hearing some talks about modesty and just I feel like that's why we want to discuss this. It's like women should be women in the church should be discussing these issues right. so that the youth like especially like like guess who else is watching the younger girls who yep. look who look up to us so yeah. i just feel like that's so huge um to set a good example yeah it like in titus 2 and to teach the young women um just how to live a life pleasing to god so i would um just look at all my dresses and it was easy around the time of like the end of the season. I want to donate. I'm just like, look how short this is. And I would just like go after right. like one dress after another. Like it's way in my mid thigh. Like that's too short for me anymore. And this is what I used to wear to fraternity parties. So those were easy to get, get rid <laughs> yeah. of. So I was just like, comes with bad memories. So, yeah. and then the bathing suit. Now I just mostly tankinis or one piece. So yeah. my whole belly is always covered and yeah, I don't need to show that off anymore. Like, I don't have a desire for people to look at me right. at the beach at all. <laughs> like, it's, like, uncomfortable. Almost. And it's, like, yeah, again, like, it's such a blessing that when you're saved, like we talked about in our testimonies with drinking, like, God just removes that desire from you. Right. That desire I had in middle school, high school, college of guys checking me out, like, I just that just repulses me now. Like I don't want to cause someone to stumble or anything. I mean, right. especially being married. Um, and I feel like this can even go like not just covering those private areas of your body, mm -hmm. but also what 
are you wearing are you wearing loud like we said extravagant outfits patterns or stuff that's gonna like you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb yeah and you want it's me 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 look at me because of what i'm wearing yeah so it could be like quote unquote covered up but Mm -hmm. be like a loud neon or or like patterns that are just crazy yeah (laughs) It, just it, to get that the attention. point is yeah the attention are you drawing attention to yourself yeah because we don't want to draw attention to ourselves we want to draw attention to god yeah and and then yeah. there's just we could talk about so many aspects of clothing but we'll move on to the yeah. next soon but just like tightness is another thing like it could be a turtleneck yeah. but it can be like the tightest sweater ever again for me if i wear a tight turtleneck yeah then all you see Mm-hmm. is boob yeah <laughs> and so i have to be careful with stuff like right, that right so uh, tightness and yeah so sometimes it's not even length because even with shorts for me i like the bermuda style now but if i don't have that i'll make sure it's like a really loose kind of short right. it's not like tight like it used to be yeah mm-hmm. i wear looser clothes i mean i still wear like the the tight like leggings and yeah. Stuff like that, but I cover my butt. Yeah, as long as, like, yeah, there's, like, um, a long sweater or something yeah. like that. And, yeah, so, and what's on your clothes? I mean, you mm-hmm. don't want to wear something that is promoting sin. Right. I know for Even guys, in, like, um, the sayings and the context right, of yeah, the like words. This, yeah, the words. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you don't want to wear, like, Playboy. Yeah. Like, I know that was, like, a thing. Like, people have, like, Playboy bags and... Wow. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's very common. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like, what are you promoting with right. your dress? Do people, can people look at you mm-hmm. and say, wow, that is a woman of God? Mm-hmm. Or do they look at you and say, oh, she's cute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like, she, I want to dress like her. If she's whatever. promoting things of the world or Right, whatever. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess just ask yourself are your clothes drawing attention to you and your agenda Mm. or is your heart and life pointing people towards jesus amen so our next topic is uh, modesty in regards to speech and behavior so again these are expressions of your character and that god says that the same mouth that we use to bless is the same that we use to curse and dishonor the lord So when you are a follower of Christ, you have to keep in mind that you are representing the Lord, as we've discussed, not only in what you do and what you put on, but what you say and and how you think and what people perceive of you. Um, So we have to remember that there is a watching world looking at us, and we are to be ambassadors of Christ um, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And he means that those who find that, um, like if you're using your tongue in a dishonorable way, like cursing and, um, it's like, it, it can become a habit like breathing and soon it will eat the fruit of its choice and these fruits will probably be bitter, and it, it'll just show bad fruit in your life. Um, I remember when I was, again, apart from Christ in college, and just the language that you hear from your friends is what you adapt to. Right. And, like, you just use the Lord's name in vain if you're not saved. You know, you use the F-bomb all the time and different other words that are not appropriate and it just becomes every other word out of your mouth. Right. And that got so bad for me in college. Like who I, I would like find a video and be like, who is this person? Like, I don't even know you, (laughs) but that was my surrounding influences and um, the bad fruit that it's producing is just something to be careful of, mindful of, you know? Yeah, that's I still struggle with that a little bit, especially when yeah. I get around my family. My family yeah. does not watch their mouth at all. Uh-huh. And it's using the Lord's name in vain, every other word and yeah. just cursing all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I spend too much time around that, I get 
back into those habits uh-huh. and it's awful and I yeah. hate it. Yeah. And yeah. But so it I've, convicts you now. Like, yeah. And I don't like when I say that, but I do still slip up time and time. That's probably yeah. the hardest habit yeah. for me to break Right. is the cursing. Yeah. And I do not take the Lord's, Lord's name in vain ever. Right. right. That is like nails on a chalkboard to I me. Know. Like when people say it, it's like stabbing me in the heart. I know. And, but saying all of these other words is right. also awful. And, but it has become a part of my vocabulary and it's taken me a long time, but I've gotten yeah. a lot better. Right. And yeah, I definitely still struggle with that. Me too. I'm not perfect, but my husband helped me a lot with this. Um, when we were dating, he just like made it a point that he's a person that doesn't curse. And I'm just like, wow, yeah. okay. <laughs> like <laughs> for a long time, he's been doing that. So I feel like it's easier for him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's what I strive to because I look to his example and especially now having a son who is two <laughs> and repeats like everything. Right. You repeats say. everything you say. You don't want him to go uh-huh. around. But even like little words, because sometimes even my husband will use words that like sound fine, but you're using it as a curse word in re- in replacement of a curse word. Yeah, like <laughs> like just silly stuff. Yeah. But um but even just hearing yeah, things repeated. It's just you have to be so mindful as a parent. And and my desire is to be honorable with my tongue. So yeah, it helps that that's my growing conviction. <laughs> yeah. And so and just not just what you say, but also how you act, like when we become Christians yeah. and the Holy Spirit is indwelling inside of us. Uh, it's he's empowering us to walk with God and display this godly behavior in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's so many passages that discuss the way that we need to behave as Christians. And one of them being Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you are probably familiar with this. It's the fruit of the spirit. And it before they talk about the fruits, they do talk about uh, the fruit of the flesh and walking when you walk in the flesh versus walking in the spirit Mm -hmm. and so we need to express i don't know what the word i'm looking for produce the fruits yeah (laughs) pregnancy brain (laughs) we need to produce the fruit so love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and we can't without the holy spirit exactly Mm -hmm. and that that the behavior and the way that you act Mm -hmm. a lot like that's the fruit of the spirit are you do you have self-control over how you act when you're in public Mm -hmm. and when you're around people are you displaying that peace that gentleness that joy that love or are you out of control and your behavior is all over the place and you're kind of like a wrecking ball when you go in public. That's a big one too. Right. And so your behavior as a Christian should provide this outward evidence that the spirit is present within you. Exactly. And yeah. So the way that you talk in Ephesians 4 29, it says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up Mm -hmm. as fits the occasion that it may Give grace to those who hear. Amen. So everything that comes out of your mouth, yeah. which we slip up, yeah. we're sinners. Right. And that's, you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up because you let something slip. Yeah. But you let's know, ask for forgiveness and move on. Up. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. turn away from that and ask. I always pray like for the fruits and yeah. to produce these fruits every single day and how I act. Uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's the way that you, like what you say, what you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ephesians 5, 4, similar, let no, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So it's about this like exchange, like let's put off you know, the old self as Ephesians talks about and put on the new self and 
act in these ways. So again, something to strive for and hopefully be convicted in the right direction by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And like, if you're going to go out and just be cursing and mm-hmm. acting a fool yeah, and being just like gross, I <laughs> guess is like the best way that I can explain yeah. that. If what you say, it's just unattractive. It's just, yeah, it's like unattractive. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are on the outside. If you act in that way, got like people in general yeah. are going to be turned off by you. You know, I've had a guy friend once. who's like one of my best friends tell me this was in high in college and he was like you know it's disgusting how much you swear oh my <laughs> like guys don't like that wow <laughs> like you're like a trucker <laughs> and I was like oh geez this is terrible yeah and I wasn't even I was still of the world yeah and I felt I was like oh you know what you're right yeah and yeah. I yeah was convicted of that but and if if you're constantly acting like that as a Christian, mm-hmm. who's going to listen to you right. when you go around and want to talk about Jesus? Yeah, exactly. Because people don't, especially like as, as other, as Christians, we get it mm-hmm. because we know that we slip up. Yeah. But if you're trying to. But do you make it a habit? Yeah. You know, is that you, yeah. the pattern of your life? Or is it just you slipped up, you know? Right. <laughs> and if you're if you're constantly, yeah, making this a habit and you're trying to then evangelize to non Christians, mm-hmm. yeah. It's gonna go in one ear and out the other. They're not gonna listen to you. Yeah. You have no rapport. Right. None at all. And like Gab just said, I was just talking to somebody about how yeah, you slip up. Mm-hmm. And let's say you slip up and you, you get drunk one night. Mm -hmm. Do you do this all the time? Yeah. Or do you do this and then repent of it? Yeah. And never do it again. Right. Is this a habit? If it becomes a habit and you're constantly finding yourself feeling like, oh, I slipped up again. Oh, I slipped up again. Oh, I slipped up again. Mm -hmm. Then it's not a slip up. Yeah. It's who you are. Right. And you need to rid your life of that yeah and pray about that and or find counsel or someone that can help you yeah um get out of that cycle or get out of that pattern because if it is a conviction that i need to stop doing this then you need to seek help yeah someone can and you need people to hold you accountable yeah exactly yeah and your pastor should be doing that which we talked about is why going to church is so important to be held accountable yeah. Your elders and your pastors, like we are, and we're accountable before God ultimately. Right. And just also just being that model um, for the younger people in your church, the people around you, even people your own age. But um, so Titus 2 7 through 8 says, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching, Show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. And just the how that should be our goal. Like, there should be nothing on our, you know, slate. Right. Um, not that we have a perfect slate. No, not at all. God covered, I mean, Jesus gave us a perfect slate if you believe in Christ for the forgiveness of sins. But um, just how we should live our lives afterwards, after being saved with integrity, dignity, and sound speech so that people don't have, so you don't have a bad reputation or right. people don't have um, complaints against you. or And so people will listen to you. Yeah. Like I said, like, so people will listen to you. And I feel like a lot of the times yeah. uh, people, like non-believers, will say oh you think you're better than us because you don't do this or you don't curse or whatever and no we don't think we're better than anybody and I feel like this is always a recurring theme obviously everybody always says that I mean I hear it all the time (laughs) yeah and it's not especially if you show a moral standard right but I but I do hold myself to this standard right and 
I'm not saying that you need to also hold yourself to this standard, but this is the standard that I hold myself to. Mm -hmm. And if it's higher than your standard, then obviously you're going to think that I think I'm better than you, which is not the case at all. Yeah. But as Christians, we do need to hold ourselves to God's standard. To God's standard. Right. And not to the standard of the world. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to be, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but, you know, I curse sometimes, so I'm cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you can still be a Christian and, like, curse a little bit here and there. Yeah. No. (laughs) You can't. It just, it's not good. And you should feel when you curse or, you know, or being just derogatory and whatever you're saying or doing. Yeah. After you do it, you should feel like, oh, I should not have done that. Right. And if you don't, then you need to just grow in your faith and Mm -hmm. read God's word and just keep reading what he has to say about that and Mm -hmm. let the Holy Spirit convict you of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so hopefully we've shown you how a modesty can present itself in in appearance and also in derogatory language, mm-hmm. speech, and behavior. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this, but just being like the loud person in the room. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wanted to mention that. Like yeah. being the one that is like pointing to yourself. And this uh-huh. all comes down to pointing to yourself. Yes. Are you pointing to yes. yourself or are you... T- pointing to God are you the loud person in the Uh room that's trying to get everybody's attention and are you the funny guy that's cracking all these gross jokes and whatever and yeah yeah I've been convicted of that lately like if we have a get-together with a lot of people or a place of fellowship like am I the one doing all the talking (laughs) and if I start going off into a story I swear I like think that in my head like I need to stop talking (laughs) I feel like that all the time too just because I am such an extrovert yes and I do love to talk I do love to talk also (laughs) and I yeah and I that is a bad habit that I have I cut people off sometimes especially my husband and it's awful and yeah it's a really bad habit that I need to get rid of but yeah i mean sometimes it's the there's a right time and place for that um if yeah. someone is specifically asking you questions or tell me this story like that's that's totally fine but it's just i think it's good in the back of my mind to be yeah. thinking that like let me just be less right now right instead of like let me get more attention right right now. and so then I'm, always just point it back to somebody else like oh but how yes, about you you tell me about exactly. this exactly and like <laughs> always like just show the interest in other people's lives exactly. and always make sure you do that You're not just talking about yourself because that's a really big thing when it comes to modesty too. Right. Is are you interested in other people's lives? Yeah. Yeah. Or are you... And to put others' interests before your own. Right. Like is just like a biblical concept as well. As Christians, that's what we need to be doing with everything. Yeah. And letting people talk and get a word in. Right. (laughs) Is a part of that, but we'll move on. on. (laughs) Yeah. So on confrontation, we just... Briefly, because I know the episode's getting long here, but um, how can we confront someone that we see who is living an immodest life, whether it is um, by speech and behavior or visually, like you might see stuff on social media pop up and you like post over and over again and you just cringe thinking about it or looking yeah. you know, at these pictures, knowing that either they're you know there are believers out there who can see this for all to see so um how to confront that um we just wanted to discuss me and brianna talked about it and just how we would want obviously our intentions to be made clear to the person we're confronting to know that we're doing it in love we're not doing it in judgment or to act better than the other person and again they might perceive it that way but hopefully they can see our hearts if we right. if we confront it in person, if possible. And showing them scripture, because that's the authority that we stand on is God's word. So we even, can't we can't convict them. Right. Only, only the Holy Spirit can convict them. So when you're yes. giving them the scripture mm-hmm. that allows God to talk to them yeah. through the scripture. Through and yeah. Yeah. So like the verses about um jesus teaching that even looking at a woman with lust is committing adultery just showing the like how serious right. god takes this and then 
the other verses that are causing your brother to stumble, like not wanting right. to do that. We don't and just honoring your body yes, and offering your body as a temple. sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, even the verse about first Peter, um, to, to show that the inward beauty and the quiet spirit and things like that to just, then you can go into getting on their level. Like, Hey, if this is your story, I mean, like me and Brianna, we used to struggle with these things. So this is how it used to look like in my life. And through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like this is what I do now. Um, I don't seek to wear this at the beach, this and that, whatever, or post things like this from the beach or whatever for people to have that at their disposal at any time. Yeah. Um, And then just trying to ask them to search, you know, you don't have to get a direct answer, but just help them to like evaluate themselves and to see what are the motives behind the posts or the the motives behind the dress that they're wearing. And again, the goal is to be set apart and to honor God and glorify him. Right. So... We want to do that out of love. Like, I would hope that someone in my life would point out things in me. And I still think about it when I get dressed in the morning, when I go to church. I ask yeah. my husband, you know, is this okay? Do you think yeah, I ask wear? my husband too. I'm like, does this look too short? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, now that I'm pregnant, if I wear stuff that's not maternity, yeah. I'm like, this is, might be a little short. Stuff that wasn't short before is a little bit shorter now. Yeah. Or just, it's too tight or. Just on a funny note, like I wore a non-maternity shirt and it was flowy but my husband's like i can see the bottom of your belly (laughs) sticking out yeah i was like i can't even see the bottom of my belly right so that was helpful and we can we can help our husbands too like if your husband Uh is dressing immodestly or he acts and behaves immodestly yeah encourage him as well right and yeah because it's it's just as much as our job to hold him accountable as it is for uh, him to hold us accountable. Exactly. So you can help him in that way. And just remember that nobody likes to hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might not get the The response that you're looking for. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, if you do and someone is like, thank you so much for pointing this out. Yeah. I mean, that's the response you hope for. That is the one you hope for, but it's not always the response that you're going to get. Right. So keep that in mind. Yeah, so don't think, mm-hmm. as long as you're, like Gab said, approaching it with love, showing them scripture, yeah. meeting them at their level. Exactly. Hey, I used to struggle with this, yeah. and then somebody pointed it out to me, right. or I was convicted by it later, and I wish somebody would have pointed it out sooner so that now I'm not looking back and regretting all of this. Yeah. So I just want to save you from that mm-hmm. heartache right. down the road when you grow in your faith and... yeah you get to have these convictions or whatever. Yeah. And as long as that should be like the motivation, like we should check our motives for why are we approaching them? Are we just like upset at them for doing this sinful thing? Or do we like look at their seek the best for them? Right. We want you to have this protection that God gives us. And we want you to walk in this way uh, that God shows us in scripture. Yeah. And, just remember we were all there once right and it's not easy to turn away from that yeah so don't come at them harsh yeah show grace and and look at yourself in the mirror too and i think of that verse um taking the log out of your own eye before you take absolutely the speck out of your brother's eye like what areas of sin or idolatry is in my life and can i get rid of before i confront my sister Right. I'm very careful not to speak on something that I haven't been through or haven't overcome. overcome Exactly. Because I, we're, I don't have any, yeah, Yeah. I don't don't, don't have a foot to stand on (laughs) because I'm also living like that. And that's a really big thing. And just letting them know I overcame this and it was just so much more freeing and fulfilling when I did. Uh So I want you to have the same Mm -hmm. and yeah, you might not get that. loving answer back but Mm -hmm. at at least you're doing your job as a christian and pointing people to christ right and not allowing your brother or sister to fall into sin and Mm -hmm. 
to stumble and hold them accountable. We're supposed to hold each other accountable. Right. Yeah. And we're all growing in this area um, and in other areas. But and this is for Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they're a Mm non-believer. I don't know how I would approach. I mean, I know it's it's a little bit more difficult because they're not going to see it the same way. Yeah. It depends on your relationship too. With, yeah. with them like I feel like if it was my sister I could yeah if it's my sister I can talk to her <laughs> yeah or like my mom or somebody yeah. but, but even showing them like God's standard is still valid yeah like you can say well this is wrong like you shouldn't be doing this and um I don't know again with love and hopefully in the right opportunity and they don't see it as like judgment or yeah uh condemning but hopefully the Holy Spirit can work on their lives um, and reveal himself to them. I mean, if they're an unbeliever, they don't have the Holy Spirit. So it's just harder for yeah, sure. But, <laughs> but just pray for them is my advice. <laughs> yeah. So I hope this episode helped you with, if you're struggling with modesty or you know some Christians who are, yeah. and to give you a better picture of what modesty even is mm-hmm. and that it's not this set of rules and it's different for everybody. And we all need to work on different things. We all have different aspects of our life, whether it's you feel convicted to stop wearing bikinis or whatever it may be. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's different. So yeah. Yeah. So share this this episode if um, it encouraged you or if there's someone that you want to share it with, um, like and comment. I mean, give us the review. That would be nice. <laughs> yes, give us a review. and yes, So we can get the word out that this is a new, yeah. newer podcast. And we can know your thoughts, too. And Yeah, we'd love to see your comments. Yeah. Um, so we're going to close this now in the word of prayer. Dear God, thank you for this opportunity with Brianna to speak on this very important topic for women to hear on the topic of modesty. Lord, I pray that you would work on all of our lives and help us to grow in sanctification in this area and many others so that we can live a life pleasing to you. And I thank you for your word and how you've given us your standard, Lord. And thank you for the love and protection that you've given us and for the sacrifice of Christ's blood on the cross that you've given us to cover our sins and shame and to make us righteous and presentable before the Father. Lord, I pray for anyone listening who may be thinking of someone that they can talk to about this topic, that you would help them and comfort them and give them wisdom in this area in how to approach the person with love. And I pray that we would all um, look to you and your word. And I thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.